0: up, put the hip shit on the shelf. Cause the way the real weapons be real with self. My eyes done nice seen the glory of the comin' left. I can't do it by myself, so I'm asking for help. It's time to switch it up, put the hip shit on the shelf. Cause the way the real is being real with self. My eyes done nice seen the glory of the comin' left. I can't do it by myself, so I'm asking for help. Money, money, money. That's why is not wrong with being money. wealthy. Like Kanye West says, having money is having not money everything, but not having it is. Oh, it. No, Deuteronomy 18 says God gives us the ability to create wealth. It's oh, no, it's the oh, love of God, money that's the root of all You don't so you know like money so much. Why don't you get up and go to work? You yes, I right. do think about all the things and you, money, think you have to say. I'm just trying to leave a legacy for money's not everything, but when you got it, you can do some cool stuff. Now, your host for Talking Money in the Morning, Financial Health Mentor to the working class, Mr. H. Cortez. Good morning, good morning, good morning and welcome to Talking Money in the Morning live. I am your host, H. Cortez, the one and only Financial Health Mentor to the working class, coming to you live from the Young Biz Kids studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, if you're not familiar with Young Biz Kids, it's a nonprofit organization that teaches entrepreneurship to children and through entrepreneurship they learn leadership skills they learn money skills. they 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 learn uh uh, uh, they develop their confidence they learn speaking skills they just learn to be who we need them to be a lot earlier than what we need them to be right you guys know as as black people and especially i'm speaking from a man's perspective black men tend to mature much later uh, uh, in life than than black women in most cases. That's why you see the 40 year old brothers with the braids and the cornrows and stuff because they're they're not mature yet, right? So we want to get these babies early and start teaching them the skills that they will need for life, so they can start producing a lot. Earlier in life, so if you guys have the opportunity, I want you to go over to. I want you to do two things for them. I want you to go over to the fan page Young Biz Kids, so facebookcom kids and that's kids with a Z, right? Uh, and I want you to like that page and just type a message, give them a word of encouragement. Second thing I want you to do is go over to their website YoungBizKids.org hit the donate button. I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's $10, $15, whatever you your heart desires, give them a donation so they can continue to move forward with this mission. So again, that's youngbizkids.org. Go to the fan page, give them a like and give them an encouraging message uh, so they, they will keep going, keep pushing because the more people know that their efforts are appreciated, the hungrier they remain and continue to push forward and persevere through the junk that you have to go through, especially as a nonprofit organization, right? Uh, so, today's, um, uh, do me a huge favor if you're checking this out on YouTube, then go ahead and grab the uh, YouTube link, share it on your favorite timeline. Uh, if you are uh, uh, have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button for me. Same thing with you guys on Facebook. If you have not already shared the stream, go ahead and share the stream for me. Chances are people on your wall and on your timeline, uh, you're not the only one that likes to get up with positive energy and get some positive stuff going into your brain in the morning. So uh, go ahead and share this on your wall. You may even know someone that you want to share directly into their inbox. Uh, So you can do that for me as well. And there is a button on there somewhere that says you can follow the show. That way you get notifications when we go live, not just for talking money in the morning, but throughout the day. Sometimes I do a midday motivation. Sometimes I do a retirement report based on things I see in the community as I'm out and about uh, during the middle of the day when most people are working. Uh, It's it's some so hilarious stuff that goes on, guys, in the middle of the day. You you tend to only run into uh, retired people and wealthy people uh, in the middle of the day strange right no it's not because that's because they know to stay at home until that traffic dies down and then they come out and get their business taken care of right so sometimes i do that so you'll get notifications when we do that so again i'm h cortez find out your health mentor to the working class i do my absolute best to bring practical yet proven wealth building strategies to working class men and women all over this great nation of ours uh and just in case you stumble upon this show on accident i like to let you know exactly Who this show is for. This show is for risers and grinders, man. You got to be ready to get up and get out and get something. And if you are, this show is for you. This show is for those who are about building legacies, right? I'm not the only one uh, who is sick and tired of watching every generation have to start over from scratch and fight and claw their way while every other race and nation of people on this planet are stacking their future generations up on their shoulders right? See, we're the only ones that cut our youth off at the knees. Everybody else builds their empire to a certain level, and then they take the next generation and stack them, sit them on their shoulders so they can continue to build. And I want us to do that. And if you're that kind of person, this show is for you. If you're like me, you lay down every night and you think, what can I do tomorrow, next week, next month, next year to ensure that my great, great grandchildren are going to be proud to bear my name? If that is you, this is your show. On the other hand, who is the show not for? The show is not for the permanent welfare recipient. Right, We all know those people. There's nothing wrong with needing help from time to time. We we all know some people who are refusing to do anything on their own and just sitting back and waiting for something to be handed to them. If that is you, this ain't your show, man. If you are that type of person who's got that weird relationship with money, you think capitalism is evil, you think money is a dirty word, you think wealthy people are jerks, this ain't your show. Because when you have that kind of attitude towards money, what you tend to do is repel it away from you instead of attracting it to you. And the people who listen to this show are attracting money, they're attracting prosperity, they're attracting peace, joy, happiness, they're attracting positive relationships. Right. So if that's if that's not things that you want, this is not your show. And you can exit stage left. And I can tell you each and every morning, if you've never seen a future billionaire before, then I want you to take a screenshot because you're looking at one right now. Jeez. And you can watch me work, hold me accountable. Right. And if um, I ever start to fall short, if I ever stop being consistent, if I ever stop pushing forward, then don't be afraid to pick me up. Don't be afraid to pull my coattail and say, bro, you're slipping right? Because we all need accountability partners, and I am no different, right? Today's show is brought to you by Project 1000. Guys, if you are serious about building wealth, you're serious about building a family empire, what Project 1000 will do is teach you how to build your family empire from scratch, because that's where most of us are, right? And and the reason I coined my, my signature workshop, Building Family Empires from Scratch, is because we are, as black people, the best and the most creative at creating something out of nothing. So when I say we're gonna build wealth from scratch, we all have the raw ingredients to build wealth, we just lack a recipe. Project 1000 gives you that recipe. It gives you that recipe so that you can build wealth with the things that you already have your hands on. See, some of us think that wealthy people or, or, or wealthy because they've got an inheritance or because they won the lotto, because they, had, they, they know people. No, man, they've taken their raw material, their raw ingredients and use a certain formula, which we're gonna go over some of that stuff today to create that wealth. Right. So that's what Project 1000 want to do for you. So if you guys are interested in a wealth building program that will take you from where you are to where you want to be, then type Project 1000 in the chat. I will send you some additional information. You can go to my website, H.CortezThornton.com. There I'll give you free financial uh, three free financial tools that you can use along your way. But you can also click the Project 1000 tab at the top and learn more about that. Or you can text me your name and the word Project 1000 to 314 8746887. 8, 8, so today we're talking about 10 things wealthy people do that poor people don't or 10 habits that wealthy people have that poor people do not. Right? What are some things that wealthy people do and and not always wealthy people just successful people do that that unsuccessful and poor people do not. Number 1, the number one habit that wealthy people have, that poor people do not, is they read daily. And I'm not talking about reading uh, romance novels. They read daily. If you guys realize that your brain is a muscle and if you're not exercising that muscle, that muscle doesn't stay fit and it definitely doesn't grow to be able to handle more of a capacity of information. See. What, what, what you have to understand is this world will inundate you with information, but some of us, our brains are, are, are becoming atrophied because we stopped using them once we got out of school. So you think you're using your brain daily when you get up and brush your teeth and you do all that stuff. That stuff is done on autopilot, man. You program your subconscious mind. You do that stuff without thinking about it. So you're not using your brain that way. But when you read daily, especially things that feed your spirit, you're exercising your brain daily as your brain continues to grow and you put new information in. Your brain is constantly doing two things, either cutting off neural pathways or creating new neural pathways. And the reason uh, 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 readers become so successful is because as their brain continues to create new neural pathways, that allows them to be able to process more information faster. So as our world, literally, from a metaphysics standpoint, speeds up, information is being dumped into our hard drives more rapidly and more abundantly, and if you are not, if you have an atrophied brain, you can't process that information fast enough to be able to recognize opportunities when they're in your face. Successful people, wealthy people, read daily. And I'm sorry, Facebook. It says my connection is weak, so hopefully it, it jumps back here in a second. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not, un, uh, if I'm unclear at all, read daily. You, you exercise your brain. see see, I'm a youth basketball coach and trainer, and it's my job as a trainer to take the my my my, my uh, clients beyond the point that they're comfortable. see see what your muscle does it has the ability to expand and contrast in order for it to grow. It must expand beyond its normal limitations, and it actually expands so much. If you want it to grow, it has to expand so much that it actually tears. It actually tears. So as a youth coach, I have to take my children through a place to where they think they literally cannot go farther. They can't go any. They can't go anymore. They literally feel like they're going to die. Now, I can keep them right there at that place, and that will maintain whatever current level of fitness they have. They have to go to that place every single time they train just to maintain where they are. However, if I want them to grow, I have to push them beyond that point. You guys understand? If I want them to maintain, I have to stretch their muscles to the fullest capacity that they can be stretched. And that gets them in a place where they maintain their current level of fitness. However, if I want them to grow and become more fit, more strong, more athletic, create more endurance, I have to get them to that point where their muscles are stretched as far as they can go, where they think they are literally about to die, and this is where I make my money is when I find a way to motivate them to go just a little bit farther to where the muscles not only stress to capacity, they actually rupture. Those muscles actually uh, 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 tear. Right. Because it is the. It, it, it is when those muscles heal, it is that scar tissue that actually grows the muscle same thing with your brain right you are who you are because of three things the people you associate with the places you go and the books you read see when you read you tend to read words that you don't normally say daily because writers write writers are from all over the world so they have different languages different ways that they speak so when you're reading you're constantly creating new neural pathways that means your brain is growing if you're not feeding your brain, your brain is cutting off neural pathways because you, your body is trying to always be the most efficient that it can be. And if you're not using something, your body says, I'm not going to continue to feed oxygen to that. I'm not going to continue to feed uh, uh, nutrition to that. I'm not going to continue to feed a um, uh, 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 blood flow to that. I'm going to cut off those things that we're not using so I can take those resources and use them other word. Uh, In other places. So you have to continue to read. Wealthy people, successful people read daily and they are very particular about what they read. Right. What they read. Now, if you are just trying to establish the habit of reading, just like I tell my kids, I don't care what you read. Just establish the habit. And once you have a habit of reading daily, now we'll start to look at what you read. And we'll start introducing some different content to what you're reading. But you first got to establish that habit of reading daily. Right. The second thing wealthy people do, successful people do that poor people don't. And these are habits. I'm not talking about they do one time in a lifetime. No, these are habits. And you guys know that we are all a sum total of our habits. Right. 80 percent of the things that we do, we do on autopilot. They're pre-programmed. Takes no thought process to do. Right. So if you want to continue to grow and expand, we're in an ever-changing world and information is all over the place. If you want to be able to tap into that information, grab that information so that you can then uh, uh, start to process it quicker, the faster it comes in, the faster you can process it, the, the more you can get an understanding of it, the more you can see where there's an opportunity. The more you can see where there's more potential for growth, the more you can see the type of people you should be associating with and all that good stuff. Second thing uh, successful people do is they spend time every day meditating, dreaming, visualizing, seeing themselves for who they want to become. Right. The second thing that they do is they spend time daily in meditation, in prayer and dreaming, visualizing who they're becoming. See, I introduced myself to this version of H. Cortez five years ago. You guys get that? I introduced myself to this version of H. Cortez five years ago, ten years ago. I was seeing this guy then. I was spending time in meditation. I was spending time in my dreams in my thoughts in the recesses of my mind, seeing this guy who I am today. I introduced myself to him five years ago, 10 years ago. Right. So spend time in the quiet recesses of your mind. And I will tell you this. Here's one reason poor and middle class people don't do that. Is because they know that's where God lives. See, some people, I know people who literally cannot be alone with their own thoughts because that's where truth resides. So, to to drown out truth, to drown out the voice of God. They always have to be in a crowd of people. They always have to be in a party. They jump in the car and the radio is blasting. They come in the home. All the TVs in the house is home. Ain't nobody there but them. But every room there's a TV on. They can't stand to be alone with their own thoughts because that's when you have to get real with exactly who you are. That's when you have real conversations with yourself That's when you tend to either uh, 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 affirm yourself or or trash yourself, right? That's when you get to hear that voice of God. Because we've all heard it. We all know that it's there. We all know that when things get quiet, you start thinking about who you should be based on the gifts and the talents that God gave you. Thinking about where you should be based on the gifts and talents that God gave you and then you try to rationalize why you're not there and the voice of God is telling you yeah you're not there now but you can still be there but here's the things that you have to get here's the things that you have to do here's some people you have to cut out in your life but when you're not at a place where you want to hear that you try to drown all that crap out you don't want to hear that you don't want to be alone you don't want to be in quiet time you I mean Every time you turn around, earbuds on, there's there's something going on to drown out your own thoughts. I don't play the radio in my car. I get in my car, the radio is always off. So that I know that's time that I can reflect, I can think. If I'm in my car and I'm listening to anything, I might queue up a YouTube video of, of, uh, some Jim Rohn. I might queue up a YouTube video of the late great Napoleon Hill where he, there's audio books of him actually reading Thinking, Grow Rich. I might queue up some some Dr. Boyce Watkins who's teaching me about finances in today's economy. I might queue up some uh, uh, Amos Wilson who, talks, who teaches me about the psychology of black people and why we're so sick and how we can overcome that sickness. I might be queuing up some a Robert Kiyosaki or or, 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 or some Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, right? But when I'm in my car, I'm controlling what I allow to go into my head, right? So we're talking about the habits that wealthy people have that poor and middle-class people don't. They read daily, this is just a habit. They meditate, dream, and visualize themselves who they want to become, right? All right, guys, it's 22 after the hour. I'm a little late, so you know what time it is. It's time for today's daily proverb. Today's daily proverb. And I'll tell you, sometimes I get these proverbs from my sponsors, and it's funny that we're all so on on the same page with where we're trying to go and where we see that, that we can be as a people, that it's funny that when these proverbs come in from sponsors and, and this stuff, it's just funny that we're always on the same page. They have no idea what the show is gonna be about before they, they send me this information. But it's funny how it's always right on time. So let God be your master and make money be your slave. Let God be your master and let money be your slave. And that's from my man, Evan Jefferson, certified financial educator. Let God be your master and make money be your slave. How many of you guys know that money is a horrible, horrible master, right? It's a horrible master. You think about some of the things that you've done in your life for money. That was money's mastery over you. It's a horrible master. But when you get money working for you, it's an excellent slave. There's no slave that works harder. You think black people work at good slaves? No, money is the epitome of an excellent slave. All right? So today's Daily proverb brought to you by Evan Jefferson, our ERGJ Enterprises. Guys, if you guys know that we want to establish the habit of investing, if you've got money going into a 401k and you have no idea what that money is doing for you, then you want to get with ERJ Enterprises for their retirement review. And they will take a look at your 401k and see if that money in that retirement account is benefiting you or benefiting the company. Right. Based on a few criteria your age, your retirement goals and those sorts of things. He can determine where your money should be to best suit you. And here's what's cool about uh, Evan. He's not just going to say, Hey, I looked at everything. Here's what you do. Put your money here, here, and here, and you're going to be better served for it. No, he's going to teach you how to look at that thing so you can constantly tweak and make adjustments on your own. See, we're not the type of people who will, will, will do the stuff for you, so you have to keep coming back to us and paying us. No, we want you to learn and to become financially literate yourself so you can empower your children and those around you. That's what the name of the game is for us. So you can go to ergj.net. As always, for all of my sponsors, guys, go over to the fan page, ERGJ Enterprises, give them a word of positive encouragement, check them out, go to the website, ergj.net, or you can give Evan a call at 678. 851 2400. Again, that's 678 851 2400. We're talking about 10 things that wealthy people do that poor and middle class people do not. They read, they meditate, right? They meditate, dream, or visualize their success constantly. Guys, when you guys get to meet, H Cortez the Billionaire, you're going to be so pleased and so proud of him. See, I've already met him. When you guys get to meet H Cortez the Billionaire, you're going to be so pleased, and you're going to be so proud of him. How, how do I know that? Because I've already met him. I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's a cool dude. I've already met him. I see him, I talk to him daily. Are you visualizing the successful person that you are becoming? I promise you, you're gonna like the billionaire H. Cortez. I promise you, right? Third thing that they do, they create, these are habits. They exercise their physical body. They exercise. See, some people don't realize the, 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 the powerful correlation between a sound physical health and sound emotional health. See, the reason, one of the reasons we can't get where we need to be as a people is because we're off our rocker emotionally all the time. We think and make decisions emotionally instead of from a practical wisdom standpoint. We're off our rocker emotionally and if you understood that your emotional health is tied to your physical health, and if you started to become better, a better steward of your physical health, that will also translate into a better and a more sound emotional health. And then you start to stabilize yourself emotionally, and things don't upset you as quickly. Therefore, you don't make rash decisions while you're in an Uh, uh, unbalanced state of mind so that now your decision-making become more balanced. Right? We are emotionally off our rocker regarding this Donald Trump situation. So much so that we're spending so much time analyzing every single move that he's making that we're making no moves. That comes from a off balance emotional state see some of us go into a job that we can't get because we black we know that they're not hiring us because we're black but we can't prove it so we can't take them to court but we know the signs when people are the things that they say the the way they read our names the way they look at us and all that kind of we know you're not hiring us cuz we're black but then we go and we make emotional decisions and we Fuss out of our emotions instead of saying you know what i'm willing to sell myself to this company for x amount of dollars per hour when i know that if they're willing to pay me x amount of dollars per hour they're a company they're smart they never invest in anything that's not going to give them three four five times their a return on their investment so if i'm willing to farm myself out for $15 an hour, I must be worth at least $75 an hour. What can I do with my own gifts and talents that will produce $75 an hour for myself? But because we're unstable emotionally, because we don't understand the relationship between uh, uh, exercise and emotional health, we start crying and and and. Sorry. We start crying and moaning. I was going to say something else and moaning about our emotional, how we feel about the situation that took place. So now we are reacting to a situation instead of being proactive about a situation. See, when you exercise, what you do is you increase your Heart rate, when you increase your heart rate, that means your body is pumping blood throughout your vessels and your veins faster than normal. What is contained in your blood? Oxygen, what do your brain need to function optimally? Oxygen, so when you step up your game from a exercise standpoint, you start flooding your brain with oxygen because you increase your heart rate, which increases circulation, so that's why wealthy people get up early, exercise early. Now they flooded their brain with oxygen and increased their heart rate. They've, they've, they've opened up their vessels. So now they can be more productive than your average person who wakes up probably dehydrated. It means their blood is thicker, so it circulates in their body slower. They don't exercise, so they're getting less oxygen to their brain. As a result, they walk around in a literal fog. Yeah, I say, damn, H, you are fired up at 7 o'clock every morning because I've been up since 5 30 and I've already worked out most days. I'm not going to say every day, but most days. Right? So when you understand that connection, then you will see that it's worth it to do those things. Right? Number four, wealthy people, successful people seek counsel regularly. In other words, they have mentors in their lives. Mentors in their lives. You guys know we talk about this all the time on this show. I have about a half dozen mentors in different areas of my life so that I can stay sound and solid, so that people will hold me accountable in certain respects in certain areas of my life. Right? Grandparents married 50 years. Grandparents, raised a blended family. I have a blended family. My oldest two sons, I I met them when they were two and four years old from my wife's previous marriage. And here's the funny thing. As I was a young man growing up, starting to think about I'm ready to settle down and start doing my grown man thing about 21, 22 years old. I said, you know what? I'm never going to mess with a woman who's already got kids. Right, because I don't, I'm, I'm so non-confrontational, y'all, that all I could think about is having to deal with baby daddy drama. Right, but you know what they say: if you want to to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Right. I said I'll never deal with a woman who's already got kids. I'm looking for a woman who's uh, uh, about this community life, who wants to build, who's about legacy, who's got no kids, who can build his family together. God said, nope, I got two boys for you that need a daddy right now. I got a ready-made family that I need to insert you into right now, and I need you to raise that family. Right? So my grandparents, my my grandma had six children. My grandfather had six children when they got together, and they raised a blended family. So the moment that I started to fall in love with this woman who had these two kids, then I knew I had my grandparents to lean on as it relates to building a blended family. And I knew I had my grandparents to lean on as mentors for somebody who's been married for 50 years, right? That's a mentor for my married life, grandma. My wife is feeling this kind of way. How did grandpa handle that when you was feeling this kind of way? And y'all make that thing work so y'all stay together. Right? I have mentors in business, right? Who make hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why I know I can be a billionaire. Because they tell me all the time, man, you can do it. You're on the right path. You're on the right track. Just keep grinding. You need help with anything, let us know. You can do it, right? So successful and wealthy people seek counsel regularly, right? I have my spiritual counselors, right? I have my physical counselors. I, I as, a, as a youth trainer and coach, I still need to have somebody train and coach me on how to do that better. Somebody to hold me accountable. So you have mentors, you don't have a mentor, chances are there's not a single person on this planet that can mentor you in all of the areas of your life. We talked about when we did the five pillars of of leadership, the six areas of becoming a total person, right? So you need to have mentors, S plural, right? Fifth thing wealthy people do, successful people do that poor middle-class people don't, they take risks. When was the last time you took a risk? Now, the risks are calculated, but they're still risks nonetheless. See, we tend to see successful people and think that they're making moves and there's nothing at stake. There's nothing on the line. And that's not true. Because they tend to do their calculations on the front end to mitigate the risk, so when they step out on faith, they have success, and we tend to think that when people step out on faith and have success, they didn't risk anything. No, they risk falling on their face just like you are scared to do, and they figured out and they've decided that they're going to make it work despite the obstacles, despite the the backbiting, despite the Uh, 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 the hating, despite any obstacles that get in their way, they've decided that they're going to persevere and be successful anyway, anyway. So they take risks, but we tend to think that, man, every time you try to do something, man, it just, it just turn out well. And you think that I'm something special because every time I do something, I turn out, it turn out well. No, every time I do something, it turn out well because I have these, these habits. I have these habits. See, you don't see, you see me doing something and it turns out well. And you said, man, Project 1000 is successful. Uh, Man, that's just you. You're lucky. No, Project 1000 is successful because I read daily, because I meditate. I saw Project 1000 as a success. I exercise. I seek counsel regularly. I'm not afraid to take the risk and fall flat on my face. You know why? Because I've been flat on my face a thousand times and it ain't that bad, y'all. It's not that bad. (laughs) Right. You will recover. Right. You know, I taught I taught my I taught I taught two of my nephews and, of course, all of my sons how to ride a bike. You know, the first thing I did when I was teaching them how to ride a bike, I found a grassy hill. And the first thing I did is I put them on a bike and I pushed them down. Yes, I made them fall. I pushed them down. I made them fall. That's the first thing I did, because one thing I'm particular about is not letting people waste my time, even my children. I said, do you want to learn how to ride a bike? They said, yes. Do you really, really, really want to learn how to ride a bike? They said, yes. I said, do you really, 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 really want to learn how to ride a bike today? And they said, yes. I put them on a bike and I pushed them down. And they cried and they whimpered and they... <laughs> And then I asked him again, I said, Do you still want to learn how to ride a bike today? (laughs) Yes. I said, If you want to learn how to ride a bike today, that's the worst thing that's going to happen to you. And it already happened. And since the worst thing that already happened to you already happened and you still want to move forward, I'm going to teach you how to ride this bike in 15 minutes. And I promise you, Inside 30, 45 minutes, all of my children learn how to ride bikes. And of course, I got five sons and I raised a nephew and a cousin in this household as well. By the time I got to to, to, to my, my fourth and fifth son, they just learned because they kept seeing their brothers. So I didn't even have to teach them. So they didn't get that particular lesson where I pushed them down, but they knew from experience and talking to their brothers that, yeah, you're gonna fall a, a couple of times, little bruh, you're gonna scrape up your knee a little, a couple of times, little bruh, but riding a bike is so fun, it's so worth it. It's so fun, it's so worth it. And when they fail, they were able to look at their big brothers and they would say, you told me that was gonna happen, but you said it's worth it, so I'm gonna keep at it. Right? So stop being afraid to fall on your face. Do your calculations, just do your research and step out on faith. Step out on faith. Even though you can't see the next step, you can't see the bottom, God is the, God is the type that will take you to the edge and tell you to step off. And either two things are gonna happen, He's either going to catch you when you fall or he's going to teach you how to fly. I can promise you that. Been to the edge many a times. Sometimes I didn't have the courage to step off. Sometimes I didn't have the trust in him to step off. Most of the times I just said, heck, the heck with it. You ain't let me down yet. Keep telling you, go back to the Red Seas in your life. See, when God parted the Red Sea, every time they started there, every time the children of Israel looked at um An obstacle in their way. What did they do? They remembered the Red Sea. They saw God do miracles for them. And every time it looked like the odds were stacked up against them. And they didn't want to go into the land of the giants. They thought back to the Red Sea. Wait a minute. The heck we scared of some giants for when my God is the same God that made a sea split in two and we walked across on dry land, not muddy land. He made it split to dry land and we walked across on dry land. So I'm the hell with being scared of some giants. Right. Go back to the Red Seas in your life when God carried you. And every time you get faced with an obstacle after you've done your calculations, after you've done your research and you feel in your heart that this is something God is leading you to do, don't be afraid to fall on your face. Step out there and watch God either catch you and carry you or give you the wings, the tools, and the uh, 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 equipment that you need to fly and soar. Point blank period. Five things wealthy people do. Successful people do They read, this is habit, these are habits. This is not thing they do once a week, once a month. These are habits, they do this stuff regularly, daily. They read, they meditate, dream, or visualize their success. They exercise religiously. They seek counsel regularly. They have mentors in multiple areas of their life and they call on those mentors and they listen to them. They call on those mentors and they listen to them. They take their advice. Right. And then they take calculated risk without the fear. And I want to say without the fear, because everybody still experiences fear. When I jump, I still experience fear. But what's the difference between someone who is a coward and someone who is courageous? A coward allows fear to paralyze them. A someone who's courageous moves forward in spite of the fear. That's the difference. That's the difference, right? A coward uses fear as an excuse to stand still. A someone who has courage uses fear as motivation to move forward. That's what we're talking about today. These are things that you have to put into your life and make them habit-forming. Guys, it's 43 past the hour, so you know what time it is. It's usually time for the daily book excerpt. But instead of a daily book excerpt, I've got a quote that I wanna give you guys. Uh, And, and, you know, this this speaks to me again. This came from my sponsor for today, and he had no idea what today's show was gonna be about. Because you guys know I don't even, I usually don't even put the show together until the morning of, right? I have my notes and stuff, but I don't put it together. So nobody sees what the show title is gonna be until the day of the show. Right. But he said this to me and said. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. If you can afford trips to the movies, new sneakers, hair weaves, video games, Beyonce tickets. You can also afford to plan your economic future. I read it again. Stop making excuses. If you can afford trips to the movies, new sneakers, hair weaves, video games, Beyonce tickets, you can also afford to plan your economic future. And you you guys know that list goes on and on and on and on and on, right? Because people spend money on foolish things, but they won't spend or invest any money in their economic future. And that's why each generation has to start from scratch. I'm so so sick and tired of that. I'm so sick and tired of that. Right. So this comes from a man, ERGJ Enterprises, Evan Jefferson. Guys, if you're ready to start investing in your economic future, then you have to look at club milling. Club Millie is is not like in St. Louis, we have Club Millennium, uh, Millennium, right? Club Millie is not short from Club Millennium because some of you guys are spending money on clubbing, but you won't join an investment club. You'll spend money on clubbing, going to clubs, but we're looking for people who want to join investment clubs so we can start building wealth, so we can start changing lives, right? So Club Millie is an investment club offered by ERGJ Enterprises, where they're going to take 1,000 individuals uh, this year and help that 1,000 individuals invest $1,000. Now, I'm not a math genius, but I know 1,000 times 1,000 is a million. And if we can create a single investment club where 1,000 people get together and invest $1 million, what happens if we create 1,000 investment clubs doing the same thing? That's what we're talking about. That's the kind of power that we have when like minds get together. So I want you to go over to ergj.net uh, or give Evan a call at 678-851-2400. Six, 678-851-2400. Six, eight, 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 and when you join Club Millie, tell them, say, hey, I had no idea about Club Millie, but it sounds like a great idea. Uh, H. Cortez told me that, that I need to join this investment club. I heard you on Talking Money in the Morning because I like my sponsors to know that I'm doing a job of actually helping to promote and helping to advance the cause of financial literacy and education. ERGJ.net, he's put the uh, information in the chat. Guys, it's, that's what we're doing, guys. We're trying to be better together, right? You guys know my proverb is, you, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. ERGJ, Enterprises, Club Milling, and, and, and I want you to want to say something too while we're on this topic, while we're talking about the things that wealthy people do. See, I don't know if you guys are, are, are familiar with uh, George Fraser. <clears throat> George Fraser gave me something so powerful that I use it all the time in my workshops and my lectures. He said, one thing you have to consider is your E to E ratio. You have to be conscious of your E to E ratio. What is the ratio? What is your entertainment to education ratio? If you are spending $75 a month on cable television to entertain yourself, do you at least match that $75 per month on things to educate yourself? Huh? What? If you are spending $75 per month on cable television to entertain you and your family, are you also spending $75 per month on education to educate you and your family? What is your E to E ratio? Your education to entertainment ratio. What is that? Is it one to one? Is it two to one? Is it three to one? Do you spend five times the money that you on, enter, on entertainment than you do on education? If that's you, we're not judging. What we're doing is trying to give you the blueprint, the recipe to take your raw materials, your talents, your gifts, your network, your ability, your, 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 your passions, and give you the recipe to put those things together to start building wealth. If you are at a five to one, E to E ratio where you got five times the money that you're spending on entertainment than you do on education, we want you to slowly start working to flip that thing, right? If you spend spent that, Four five six hundred dollars to go see Beyonce, and you uh 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 uh, uh thumb your nose at a four five hundred dollar seminar to empower you. I want you to check yourself right now. I want you to check yourself right now, not judging, but I want you to check yourself right now. You spent five six seven hundred dollars when you add outfits, makeup. Uh, 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 transportation, uh, the tickets, uh, the, the the drinks and the, and the food out and before. You spend five, six, seven hundred dollars to go see Beyonce. And you will thumb your nose at, at doing the same thing to go to, to an empowerment or enrichment seminar that's going to educate and put you uh, and give you something that you can use for the rest of your life to build wealth. I want you to check yourself right now. Now, I'm not knocking you going to see me. I'm going say a lot of you guys took your young ladies. That was great time, mother, daughter, bonding time. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying, just like that memory that you're going to have that you created with your baby, that you guys got dolled up and you went to see your Shiro. I want you to start creating some memories that, uh, uh, of some opportunities that you took your child to a, a, a women's empowerment conference and she learns some strategies and some principles and some philosophies that she's actually going to use that's going to build wealth for her and her family so she doesn't have to start over from scratch that's all i'm saying right so let's fly through these last five number six they speak or affirm positively about themselves daily daily What do you say when you talk to yourself? Is it a woe is me conversation or is man, I love me some you? Do you get in the mirror and tell yourself how much you love yourself? Huh? When that negative uh, self-defeating talk creeps in, do you override that programming? Oh man, what am I saying? I'm the best. I rock. I am that dude. I'm a real go-getter. I'm a hustler's hustler. I'm unstoppable. They don't know who they messing with. I am that guy. I am the real deal. I am the truth. There's nothing I ever set my foot in my mind to that I can't conquer. Oh, they told me no? Oh, I'm gonna show them. Oh, they trip. They just add a few to my fire because I'm a go-getter, I'm a winner. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bona fide go-getter, certified hustler. That's what I do. I win. You know, DJ Khaled. All I do is win, win, win no matter what. Do you affirm yourself daily? Do you affirm yourself daily in a positive manner or do you, oh, Ted, that was so dumb and stupid, man. Man, you is the dumbest dude in the world. Why, did you, why didn't you think of that? Oh, man, that's just too silly, man. Do you affirm yourself daily? Do you remind yourself every minute on the hour that you're a winner, that you're a go-getter, that you can do all things? Everything the sun touches belongs to me. I am a creator just like my creator. So anything that I want, I can create just like he does. Or do you allow self-defeating talk to creep into your mind and you put that on a loop? That's what we're talking about today. Number seven, wealthy people, successful people plan and strategize. Wealthy people. Plan and strategize. You guys may have seen the meme that floats around on Facebook. It's another one that I love. Uh, Rachel said it's awesome. Thank you. Wealthy people plan and strategize. The meme says, wealthy people plan for three generations. Poor people plan for Saturday night. it's funny but it ain't funny wealthy people plan for three four five generations poor people plan for saturday night are you planning are you plotting are you strategizing wealthy people plan their day they plan their life some of us don't even plan dinner Some of us can't even commit to planning dinner, right? (laughs) While wealthy people have already picked out names for their great, great, great grandchildren. Oh, he's gonna be named after uncle so-and-so. She's gonna be named after aunt so-and-so. They're gonna be named after this person, that person. This is the this is the way that the, the the financial uh, uh, inheritance flows. It skips a generation because those who are with us are building their own empire. So we don't leave the inheritance to the children. We leave it to their children. Wealthy people are planning three, four, five generations. We plan for Saturday night. Wealthy and successful people rise early because they want to. See, I have to throw that in because some of y'all are gonna be like, I get up early every day. Because you gotta be at work at seven, you gotta be at work at five. So that's an obligation. Wealthy people get up early because they want to. I get up at 5.30 because I want to. Not because I have somewhere to be, I don't have to do this show. I get up early because I want to prepare for this show. I get up early because I want to exercise. I get up early because I want to go in my backyard, put my bare feet on the ground, and I want to sun gaze as the sun is coming up in the morning to feed this melanated body the rays from the energizing being on this planet, for this planet. right I get up early because I want to not because I have to are you getting up early because you want to or are you getting up early because you have to right and I needed help with this so 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 thank goodness my kid said uh, uh are the Janitors are at the school at about 5 o'clock, so we can come in at 5.30, Dad, and get about five or six hundred shots up before we have to go to class. I struggling to uh, get up early, because I know that, that wealthy people get up and get their grind on early. I know that. So I was struggling. I was, I was, I was every other day, every couple of days, but then I, I used something called forced accountability. The minute my son said that, I thought to myself that, dad, they're going to commit to this because they want to be good at what they do. And I said, yes. I just said yes to it immediately because I knew they it forced me to commit to getting up at five uh, o'clock at every morning to get them to the school at 530. So I use that as forced accountability. Now that helped me create the habit of getting up early. So even when they don't go to the school to shoot, I still get up. right, so if you need to have forced accountability, then have forced accountability. Uh, Number nine, they invest in themselves, right? We already talked about the E to E ratio. How much money have you invested in yourself this year? Books, seminars, audio, MP3 downloads, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, coaching sessions with mentors. How much money have you invested this year? And then I know everybody don't have a lot of money. How much time have you invested into some of those free things that will provide you some of the same things? Because I will tell you, yes, there are some seminars that come to your town that that you have to pay for. But there's also some seminars that come to your town that are free. There are some audios that you can go to Amazon.com and buy to feed your mind. But YouTube is full of them that are free. How much time have you invested In yourself to become who you need to be in order to do what you need to do to have what you want to have how much have you invested in yourself right Bethany says she don't know the dollar amount but the uh, last book uh, was Steve Harvey's job right So when you start to aggregate the the dollar amount, it it comes into dollars, but then the amount of time that you're going to sit down and read that book, that's an investment. Are you investing in yourself habitually? Right. You don't have to spend money daily, but you can listen to a YouTube video daily on something that's going to feed you. Right. And then last but not least, guys, we're coming to the top of the hour. Number 10. They associate with other people who have these 10 things in common. Habitually. Habitually, they associate with people, with other people who have these 10 things in common. That's their habit. That's their habit. I have a habit of associating with winners. And it's not easy to develop because when you start becoming a winner yourself, those who are not winners start to dissipate from your life. There you go. And she said anytime she buys a book off Amazon, you guys know that they can throw the change into Amazon. Uh, so if you, uh, you can pick a, a foundation that you can uh, donate to with the purchase of that book and Corey Johnson Foundation is another nonprofit here locally in St. Louis that's doing some great things for our kids, right? So they associate with other winners, man. And when you start becoming a winner, those who are not, and I won't call them losers, but when you start becoming a winner, those who are not will dissipate from your life because you start doing different activities habitually. They'll call you and say, girl, let's go to the mall. You say, "Okay, give me give me about 30 minutes. Let me finish getting my reading in for the day. And you do that two or three times. And guess what? They stop calling you when you want to go to the mall, when they want to go to the mall. They say, girl, let's hit this club tonight. Oh, man, I would. But I got to get up early because I registered for this seminar that's going to teach me X, Y, Z. You do that a couple times, they stop calling you when they want to go to the club. And guess what? When you start reading daily, you start attracting other readers in your life. You start going to those seminars. You start networking with other people who like to go to seminars and invest in themselves. You start having things in common with winners. And the more things you have in common with winners, the more winners you start to attract into your life. Ten things that... Ten habits wealthy people have that poor people do not. Number one, they read. Number two, they meditate or dream or visualize their success. They exercise habitually. They seek counsel regularly. They take calculated risks. Even if there's a chance for them to fall on their face, they're not afraid to take that risk. Uh, Number six, they speak and affirm uh, positively about themselves. They have positive self-talk. Number seven, they plan and strategize their entire life. They plan three, four generations ahead, right? They rise early, not because they have to, but because they want to. Number nine, they invest in themselves. My mentors, and I haven't gotten there yet because my money ain't all the way there, but I got mentors, guys, who spend three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 on personal growth and self-development. Did y'all hear that? I got mentors that spend three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year on personal growth and self-development. Talk about investing in yourself. That's why they make tens of millions, hundreds of millions, because they're growing into the person they need to become to do what they need to do in order to have what they want to have. And number 10, they associate with winners they associate with winners they associate with winners right so that's it today's show is sponsored by young biz kids this is their young biz kids logo so when you see this logo on facebook give it a like give it a share guys do me a huge favor go to their website youngbizkids.org youngbizkids.org and make a donation a dollar whatever you can afford uh, so that they can keep that mission going. Uh, Today's show is also sponsored by Project 1000. If you want to join a community of people who will hold you accountable to building the kind of wealth that you say you want to build, we're going to give you a business because you need to be in business to access the tax code to start building wealth like wealthy people do. All right. We give you a business. Then we help you eliminate your debt. We want you out of debt because you can't build wealth for yourself at the same time building wealth for the banks, building wealth for big business. And then we want to teach you investment strategies, how to grow your money, put your money to work for you. And we do that in a systematic fashion. We do that in a systematic fashion that it's easy to assimilate to. It's easy to be a part of. All you got to do is text Project 1000 to 314-874-6887 uh go to my website hportes or type project 1000 in the chat and i'll get you some additional information so with that guys i'm out of here thank you vincent i see vincent went over to like young biz kids the uh, uh fan page i appreciate that bro leave them a positive message encourage them to keep doing what they're doing tell them the financial health mentor i sent you so with that i'm h cortez financial health mentor to the working class until i talk to you guys tomorrow, which is free game Friday. Come with your questions and answers. I want you to get your money up because you absolutely can do it. Peace out, people.